Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and boys and girls, and others, uh, and neithers, and animals, and new listeners, and old listeners, and part-time listeners, and this is not you looking at me as if this is not a good introduction. It's good, I'm just checking the levels. Oh, man, okay. <laughs> this week's uh, podcast, uh, we talk about uh, America and all the places we're looking forward to going to, I think. That's what we did. And then we also spoke about comedy for a fair bit. Uh, I talked about John Doerr and Rory Scovel, uh, and then uh, Kai griped for a bit, and I played the middleman, and then... Oh, I've got a fire brewing, hold on, hold on. Oh no. It fell through? Nah, nah. Nah, it's fine. Alright, well, I'm just going to keep it clenched, in case I need to wipe. Sloss and Humphreys on the road. Muggins and cream, cream and muggins. Straight thugging, living the dream. That, that's our intro. Fucking muggles. Tickling the clit inside your head that makes you laugh. <laughs> they said it can't be done. Are we in the same seats? That's hack. Oh, muggles. Accidental rim job in the park. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Or am I just being cynical? Just muggled it up on fucking Mugglepedia. Where have you been since 9 11? Hello, mate. I've started. Oh, sorry, I was taking a drink there. Sorry, but I did, I did, it's not my fault, I did tell you you could start, but uh, I was him. I was going to say, I could have headed you up, but I did. You did? You did, <laughs> and I just didn't take it on board, and I was just, I carried on with what I was doing anyway. Uh, you're like, oh, I didn't see you there. No, I, <laughs> One of them intros, didn't see you there, guys. I, so I just have this whole fucking picking apples in an orchard. That's how John Doerr opened up his uh, set at the comedy store in uh, Sydney. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. He just genuinely walked out on stage. And just pretended to pick apples for three minutes. And then just went, oh, hi. Didn't see you there. I'm John Doerr. Welcome to the comedy show. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so good. Is that any special? No, no. That was just live when I saw him. John Doerr is one of the ones that's, uh, if, in a, if nobody's ever seen all of his Conan spots, they're absolutely worth it. He's just this fucking guy that just likes doing like stand-up that's just genuinely different. Uh Every night, he's fucking likes fucking with the audience and stuff. I know it's not the same guy, but the, who's that one with a day moon? Oh, that's Rory Scovel. R- so him and Rory Scovel, though, him and Rory Scovel did uh, two bits in Conan that were really, really. Because I was going to say that sounds very similar thinking. So like, they, they, like Aye. Uh, that's that's what. Led so to one one him. thing they did on Conan was uh, Conan just came out and it was like, look, every you know every week we have stand up guests on this show. Um, and you know, in the twenty five years we've been doing it, we've always gotten it right, and we've always we've you know we've given some breaks to the greats. But there's been a fuck up this week, and for some reason we managed to book two comedians for the same spot. Uh, this shouldn't happen. Uh, I bear full responsibility, but the two comedians have graciously agreed to share their time uh, tonight. So please welcome to the stage, John Tory and Roy's goal. And then they come out and they both just do five minutes of stand-up at the same time. Uh, you know what? I think I've shown you this, but I just didn't know. Uh, I didn't think I'd seen Roy Scoville at the time. Uh, and I'm just hearing about John, John Doe now. So I've, I've seen that. Aye. Not known not known as those two. The other John Doe one is uh, the one where he's doing, he's doing a spot on Conan and then halfway through somebody's just talking through his set and it's Rory Scoville. And he's just like... They get into an argument because obviously Roy Scofield's been <laughs> during his head and John Doerr's like, do you think this is easy? 
Like, do you think this is easy? And Bruce Goff was like, yeah, I think that's easy. When you stand up there and you tell fucking jokes. And like, do you think what I'm doing is easy? Like, because he's ushering in the crowd. And John was like, yeah, I think that's fucking easy. And then they swap positions and they just start doing each other's bits. And then Conan and Andy, it's great. Everything John Doan has done on Conan uh, has been I'm, fun. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go down the rabbit hole and look him up now. Because uh, the, the, when, when you start showing us the Rory Scoville stuff, the, the day moon, Aye. I've like... Every, he, every Rory Scoville interview that he's done on the Pete Holmes show is the perfect introduction to Rory Scoville in my opinion. Uh, but also, Rory Scoville, there's nothing beats Scoville live. Like, uh, Cullen says, the best comedian he's ever seen live in his life. Because oh, he saw him on Ireland, didn't he? Aye, aye. When Rory, Rory Scoville in the room, like, he just, man, it's like when fucking stayed on his best form. Yeah. Like, and it's just because he's able to make some every set just so fucking different and just put insane amounts of fucking in it. Like, apparently he did an entire set in the Sydney Comedy Store where he walked on stage and, like, yanked the mic too hard out of the stand and it just the mic just went over his shoulder with the cord, but he just continued to do the set as if he didn't know that was happening. So he just, he accidentally done it? Accidentally how fucking... How do you, like, the times I've taken a mic out of a stand, right. I don't know how you could even physically accidentally fall over your shoulder. Well, maybe, maybe. Was he, well, listen, he was purposefully trying to wrench it out for effect. I, th- I, th- I think it was, like, in and then it went over I mean, we'd have to. Or like it was a bit stiff, and then he pulled it. No, and it was I, loose when he I pulled it. The top just came off. Um, I just accidentally, he accidentally became a catchphrase comedian on my Antigua holiday because me and Sopper just drunk as fuck, just like screaming at the moon all the time, just going, "Oi, get out of here! Sun's on deck." You know that. <laughs> you don't see the sun coming up at night. <laughs> uh, we just fucking played it to death. Uh, that's what I think is very good about the Conan O'Brien show. It's just like there's no other TV show that would just like comedians fuck around with like a like a bit like that. Uh, it's actually fucking amazing that they do because I mean, you 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 want to go you want to go on and kill it and do your best stuff because you've got so many eyes on you. Aye. So to use it to just fuck with the formula Aye. is quite like a, it's a bold thing to do. Like it's really ballsy because you're not doing tried and tested. You're doing even though it's a silly idea. You're doing new material. Oh no no I th- I think I think for both the the five minutes at the same time that was a bit that John Doran Scoville like did in comedy clubs. Oh, did they? Yeah, yeah. That would be like yeah that would be very funny at the fringe. Aye like yeah it would be like a fuck one of those one of the morning one of the morning shows. Like on oh, just... oh, a spank. Uh, like it would be game. wasted at late in life. Yes, absolutely as, as wasted is, at late in life. As is everything wasted at late in life. <laughs> <Everything>. <laughs> like don't get me wrong, some people are incredible at late in life, uh, but like it's still all wasted. Uh, I've, uh, you get the best set of your life at late in life. It doesn't matter. I love I love playing late in life because oh. I, f- I, f- I found it totally achievable. But like you had to use tricks. Uh, I, I you had to use tricks. You had to like. Really tailor your material to suit it. Aye. Like, here's a trick I used to do. I would um, not acknowledge the crowd as soon as I walked on because it's a bear pit and the fucking, like, they don't really want you to do well. No, they're there they're to watch you fucking. Aye. That, they're there to be counted first and foremost. They're fucking smashed. Aye. Some of them are asleep. The show starts at three in the morning. Some of them are chatting. It's, still, it's, it's fucking, it's still ongoing at like 5 a.m., right? Aye. Like, I don't think it, it does start at one, but like, it's always running late. And it's still going at like five. Um, fuck now, I can't remember the timing right. But I used to like, um, I'd gone on and I wouldn't even acknowledge the crowds there. Like, well, the stage guy, Humphreys, and I'd gone on, I'd just tack the comp there for a bit. Like, across the while, like, I'd keep hold of him, just chat. And then, like, the way you started the podcast, like, oh, you're here. Oh, hello. <laughs> I didn't see you there. <laughs> and, uh, it just puts them a bit more in your hands because, like, you take the power away from them straight away when you're not empowering them. Aye. So you, 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 can, you can play them. I did late in life 
twice. I did it once at like the Leicester Comedy Festival where I was, I think it was 18. It was me, Craig Hill and Tom Allen. Uh, and it's just... I was about How are you the guest on that bill? Because they were both inside of me. That was the... Oh, right, okay, the, yeah, was you, were the, locked, you were locked in. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was the... <laughs> I was the middle guy. I was they the, still had holes that weren't full. Ah, yeah. I, I, on the other hand, time of my life. Uh, and I owe it all to you. Um, we were down there and just some fucking cunt in the ro- uh, front row, his heckle was just any time I... Wouldn't heckle, wouldn't engage, wouldn't do anything, would just not laugh. But any time I took a sip of water, he just went... And it was just the most off-putting thing in the entire fucking world. I tried to have fight. I ripped him for it. Audience laugh. I'm getting fucking ripped. Didn't throw him off his stride. He just kept fucking doing it. That's hilarious. From the bottom of my heart, and I mean this sincerely and I have it on record, I fucking hope that man is dead right oh, now. Oh, man. And I've, I think he is. I've got, I would soft, like to, I've got a soft spot for him. I would like to publicly acknowledge I, Daniel Sloss, I'm, I'm, if you were that man at the, or your dad or your brother or your whatever was that man at Late and Live at Leicester Comedy Festival in 2008 and he's dead from the bottom of my heart I'm fucking glad he's dead just if you pass that on to anyone that knows or loves him but just it's you. excellent trolling I <laughs> I but then uh, and what so I, I'm, uh, I'm also happy I, when trolls die I, I, I used to <laughs> <laughs> I used to date my brother when he was eating the chocolate bar I would go like when he took the bite I would mm. go um Right, and then when he's chewing it, I'll be like, mm, 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 mm. and then I'd watch for his throat go and go, mm. and then, <laughs> do the gulp, and I'd just do his, like, whatever he's eating, just do the entire meal. You kind of just, like, start it and not finish it. But I used to, like, spoil full fucking food for me, brother, by doing the sound effect of And that's why when you die, I'm pretty sure Gav will be thrilled that you're dead. Nah, it probably, probably would be, actually, life insurance says he gets the flat. Oh, okay. fully paid for, aye. 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 Doesn't have to make another payment, it just says no. Fair enough. Fuck, I shouldn't have said that. Anyway, no, anyone tell Gav that? Well... Nobody, nobody clip that and send it to Gav. <laughs> I don't think this is one of the podcasts he listens to. No, I think so. Well, I think... And he's, uh, he's, I, gaff, he's gaffer sometimes does, like, uh, you know, Craig Johnson, who my mate from aye, Concordia. Aye. So he's a spark, you know, when Gav works with Craig. Uh, he listens to it sometimes. You think? So, Craig, don't, don't tell, tell Gav that. How <laughs> 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 about me? Don't tell, don't tell Gav that if I die, he gets a hoose. I'm pretty sure Gav, maybe he doesn't. He's got, he's got a parent now. Aye. We met a baby the weekend. I would date. Well, I've, I've met Sonny before. So, Sonny is a proper bloke. Aye, good bloke. He's Decent bloke. Six months old. Six months old. Proper bloke. Sharpens his crayons with a knife. Nah, he's got a, he's got a fucking anchor tattoo on his left arm. Aye. <laughs> uh, he's fucking, he was, he was kicking off. Uh, Mario was like, oh, he's whinging a little bit the day. It's because his ACA didn't come in. Aye. It was actually because he saw the English players take the niche for BLM. <laughs> <laughs> Just a proper bloke. Mm. Uh, he's, uh, he's, his dad's called Brett and he's got resting Brett face aye where he's just got Brett's just natural scowl about him he's, he, it's not a natural scowl it's aye. like a it's just an inquisitive like it's almost like a what you're talking about Willis face yeah Brett's always just waiting to just sniff out how full of shit you are aye <laughs> and, and, and Sonny's got that same thing about him but you're like but mate you're the, you're the one that smells of shit you're the baby aye <laughs> That's, if anyone here smells like Joby it's you Mr. Joby Pants but uh, he's, he's absolutely class. Like, I'm, I'm pals with that kid. Like, Aye, you text him. That's my bro, that he, like. He's, he's, like, he, you, you, like, you're message pals with him and he sends you those messages where it starts off normal, but it's just then loud screaming women in porn 
Uh, he sends that sort of stuff. Right, right. He, se- he sends like, um, like uh, as soon as I see the video. In fact, he sends his memes right, not even cropped. <laughs> oh, not even cropped. The full screen cap on his phone. Ifunny.com in the bottom. Aye. Aye. Um, and I, and, and Good bloke, Some videos I just won't open them. I'm like, oh, what's it going to be? It could be a really funny meme. Or it could be a beheading. <laughs> <laughs> Like he's, really, just one of the, he's just one of them WhatsApp group hand grenade kind of guys. I'm really glad Six I months. don't have any more of those friends anymore. Like, those friends who send you, like, just the most fucked up shit in your WhatsApp group. I don't, know, I don't know if it's specifically a male thing, but I only have known it from male friends in the past. Those people bled out of my life gradually over the past 10 years. And the only ones in my life now are your friends. Aye. Aye. And I'm in a I'm in a WhatsApp group with specifically that type of people. Aye. Um, and I was fucking brought a tear to me eye the other day. Because I like squaddies. That's how I ended up in a WhatsApp group because it was one of the squaddies' birthday weekends. He's mm. 40th. And I went away. I'm still in the group. I met some of them on that weekend. Some of them I've known for a little while, right? And um, they, they had a welfare check the other day where they were just like, how's everyone getting on? Mm-hmm. He's all all right. And I just like, my heart bled because like, they, they didn't seem the type. Aye. You know what I mean? Like, in a group full of comedians, you're, you're all arty wankers. Yes. <laughs> but you're now people that are bred to be men. Aye. And they're fucking pushed out at the age of 16 to fight. Aye. For their flag. <laughs> right? For them to do a welfare check, I was like, that's like softening stone, that. That's, that was nice to see. That, that is where... Well, men- I reckon they've been through way more shit than we have. The fuck, I guarantee they have. I guarantee they have, but like they're, they're hardened by it. But I just think that it's um, it's testament that like the whole awareness of mental health is actually getting through because they're the type of blokes that would have previously said, pull yourself up by your fucking bootstraps. And they're still making some occasions. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're still making some occasions, right? Yeah. But I feel like. Because uh, there just... are times when you should pull up your bootstraps and fucking get to it. And then there's other times when you welfare check. Aye. Uh, and, uh, and they did a welfare check and everyone was just like, aye. I'm I've been hurried. I'm a draft this weekend, but I've fucking I got my feet up and all that. Why the fuck are you in a group of squaddies then? Huh? Why are you in a group of squaddies? Because I can bang. Uh, well, they just saw you play Call of Duty really well once. <laughs> <laughs> As if that's ever fucking happened. <laughs> <laughs> I can't put my parents back on once and they're like, ah, he could probably... Uh, he could bang with us. He could probably bang with us. Like, he could probably fucking put up a, put up a base on the Kyber Pass. <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh, you know what? I could, I could have quite. What would you if, see if conscription I, came round again? What would your excuse for not joining be? Well, I, I've got an affinity for these guys because that would that would have been my life. I walked into the office. Oh, did you? I I walked into the office right, and I wanted to be an air lord master actually for the RAF. That was me. air lord master, like you know, putting the putting the weapons on aeroplanes and that. Oh no, okay. Um, I think that's what it was anyway. Like just working. You want to be a support act for planes? Aye. Aye, I knew I knew I didn't have the chops to be a pilot. You need like a, a degree in that. I think you have to uh, go in at officer level. Aye, my dad so, wanted to be a pilot, but he was uh, too tall and also blind. Aye, well that was that was my letdown. So I ticked the boxes of things. That, I ticked the boxes of things I'd like to do, like me choices, and then um, like stuff that you know, if that's not available, I still want to fucking sign up, right? Yeah, okay, right. Um, so so tick- your number one was Transformer, obviously. Aye, you want it like that's the one. Then you want to be Tom Cruise and Top Gun for some reason, even though it's a show. Uh-huh. And then Goose. <laughs> <laughs> And then a goose, just because, you know what? And then a silly goose. <laughs> which, I, which at this point in my answers, you can tell I'm being anyway. <laughs> I was like, I wouldn't mind being a sideway in a missile. <laughs> I can make the noise. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and then I was like, I'll be a flare. <laughs> I've got the jeans. <laughs> Just send me up in the air. I'll let you know where the drowning people are. They're beneath me. <laughs> so, um, what I did, they sent us for an eye test. So that was the uh, next stage, right? And then you have to send your. And eye. how did that go? They said I could be an Apache pilot. <laughs> they didn't say you could be a Apache pilot. Is that not what yes. they, that was? Apache it. pilot. Uh, <laughs> the name of this podcast. Apache pilot. There we go. Wait, they said you could be an Apache. No, no. So that's that's because they can make their eyes move in separate directions. Oh, okay. I didn't have. That's one of them Kentucky Fried myths. Uh, it sounds like. Wait, are you? T- wait, there's a so. Apache pilots have chameleon eyes, is that what you're saying? Uh, that's what I'm bred to believe. The, that's what I've been propaganda to believe, that they could separate their eyes. You know what, they might be able to, to man. I, I don't... I don't know if this is true. I've, I know this to be true. I don't know if it's true. It's just like, you know how I know it to be true that shit is an acronym for ship high in transit because they put the manure above deck. Aye. Because it would fumigate the below deck, create methane gas, and yeah. it would be flammable. What high in? Ship high in transit, oh, so it doesn't get put Aye. below decks. Aye. So that's why, that's what I know to be true. Might not be. Aye. Right, I know to be true. It's just, I've heard it, I like it, it sounds good, I repeat it. Apache pilots can make their eyes work in separate directions. Fair enough, I did well. That, I'm glad we explained the reference there. <laughs> so that was the joke. Yeah. Um, but I was bong-eyed. I hadn't had my squint surgery at the time. Oh, yeah. So they sent us the opticians. And, um, <laughs> and you walked into the butchers. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a ribeye, please. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, so even way back, the reason I didn't apply for pilot wasn't just because I didn't have a master's degree, right? I remember I was fucking seven years old or something, right? And I'm in the Brian English's opticians, another bloke, another guy's name, Brian English. A seven-year-old boy I was. Aye. I fucking had the thing. I used to do jokes about this. He had the torch in my eye. And he's like, so what do you want to be when you grow up? And I went, I want to be a pilot. I wanted to be a pilot. Aye. I didn't like aircraft modeling, airfix and all Aye. that. I fucking love me airplanes. I want to be a pilot. He went, not with them eyes. <laughs> <laughs> But he's tea in my face. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you meant, actually. It was hot tea spat in your face. Not with these eyes. <laughs> the eyes were perfect at the time. <laughs> I have nothing wrong with them. I was just going to turn into the blithe version of a daredevil. He was a cock block, a cockpit block. Oh. It was clunky, wasn't it? It was. It worked. Well, because also I thought you were going like cock eye block. Cock That's eye block. My, uh, cock eye pit that... block. Mm. It gets clunkier. It gets clunkier with every word ouch, I add. Ouch, 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 ouch. <laughs> it's a road. Falling down the stairs on the way to a punchline. <laughs> <laughs> Hope there's one there. Hope this isn't an escalator that's going upwards. So I took my eye test results into the um, the RAF. And they uh, said, why have you brought your birth certificate? Yes. Why have you brought in two Nuts magazines? <laughs> These make you go blind. The <laughs> oh, fuck are you know how I had the later file? The things ticked what I what I wanted to do. Aye. They sent us back with the late list of stuff ticked that I could do. Aye. Another list. Was it was there any crossover? Chef. <laughs> Make a breakfast and that. Uh. Make breakfast for people that can see. Uh, just, I just ask them what flying's like. <laughs> what do the planes look like in the class? You take a picture of your phone, bring it back through to me. Aye, aye, aye. Aye, extra eggs, no worries. Sorry. How do you want them? Scrambled like me eyes. 
Um, so I, I just like I didn't I didn't go for it. Like, do you reckon you'll do what my dad did? Uh, my mum, no, maybe <laughs> <laughs> maybe so. Uh, no, do you reckon you'll do? Because my dad was couldn't get into the RAF because of his uh, eyes and because of how fucking tall he was. Uh, and then later on in life, now he's he's got his pilot license now, and he spent years going out and doing that stuff and doing all the exams and stuff. But later on in life, when his eyes were well, after he's had like laser eye surgery, mm-hmm. and once like you know they made cockpits for people bigger than six feet, he was like, well, now I can learn to fly. Yeah, you can just fly recreationally. Right, because my mum's against it because because my, my dad's like ever since I've been young, right before any like I was successful or anything, my dad was just like, when you when you're older and richer, buy me an airplane. Like when I'm retired, just buy me an airplane. And my mum's like, like, do not buy him an airplane. Don't do that. And it was always just like a joke about that because I was obviously never going to grow up to be rich and famous. Turns out. You owe your dad an airplane. Well, that's the. And my mum's like, don't. Like, he will kill himself. And I'm like, but what a way to go, though. Uh, that's a better way to lose your dad. <laughs> a sky firework. Like, come on. As long as he doesn't. Uh, he hit a commercial jet, killed 300 people. Uh, <laughs> You're like, ah, that's me, dad. He'd like it. No, no. I think he would like to. He wouldn't. He, when I say kill himself, he, he wouldn't intentionally crash it. He would just crash it. Uh, like it's not. It would, we, that's why I've never had a motorbike because, like, I've crashed most things I've been on. You know, like I've, I've crashed a car and I've crashed a jet ski. Aye, uh, there's no way you should be. Uh, yeah, I've, I've crashed too many things. I shouldn't be taking riskier things. Aye, uh, yeah. Um, f- yeah, See, I've, I've done. I've done quite a bit of uh, flight time. Aye, I've flown quite a bit. Uh, in my youth. Uh, oh, because you were a space cadet. It's a flying fairy, the Carlos. Can you believe that? <laughs> the Carlos, that? What, people on the street? Hi, anybody. <laughs> flying fairy. But but that, was, that wasn't that was the slur. That was the... No, that was the slur. Oh, right, okay. Because I, I think that was just like what the army called the RAF. Flying fairies. Because I'm home, oh, home, inherently homophobic while simultaneously really close to other men. Aye. But also, <laughs> like, they all... All the... They all make fun of each other. Like the RAF make fun of the Navy, the and Navy. the Navy make fun of the yeah. Aye, the fucking there, aye. there is that, and yeah. then everyone makes fun of the was it was just the fucking the TA. <laughs> aye, aye. What was it? The Calum SWAT some weekends and Tuesdays. <laughs> the SAS Saturdays and Sundays. <laughs> uh, I've made so that like I, that would have been my life had my eyes been appropriate. So like I'd be like um, having affinity for guys that lived that life because I was like that's the that was the I I, I thought I knew what I wanted to do as a child aye it was, and it was go and serve the flag God <laughs> <laughs> save our gracious queen reckon we'll oh, change the song you know what that song it's, it's fucking oh, it's, it's one of the worst national anthems in the world and by the way America if you're listening you are also up there please I don't want any Americans laughing at me giving England shit here for having what's a really their Star Spangled Star Banner oh god it's fucking appalling man and they and they stand up at, at, at sports games and they put their hands across their chests and they cry grown men cry they weep they all sing it they're all fucking before any sports game you fucking imagine before a fucking Sunderland Newcastle match all right, we're all going to start singing "God Save the Queen." Two in- fuck. Two institutes you hate. <laughs> Religion and the monarchy. <laughs> like we're absolutely <laughs> not doing that. Go fuck yourself. Um, I like uh, for, for like the association with football. I, I like I, 
I feel something oh, of course. with the national anthem. I feel something. But and like, when the camera the, pans down all your players and they're nervous I, and you're like, you're all going to fail me by this that, moment in time, you haven't. And I, like, I feel something with that song. It means something to us. Aye. But like, I can't look closely at it. <laughs> <laughs> it just has to be vaguely on the periphery. And it is, it's, look, all national anthems are inherently shit just because, like, it's just, oh, well, you nationalism's it, inherently shit. Yeah. Like, it? It, it, yeah. Well, in some, if it's, when it's utilised wrong, I think having a bit of national pride is, like, good. I think you should oh, be I, proud of what you... Did I tell you about the, um, I was reading a Tim Marshall book, you know, who wrote um, Geographical Prisoners, Prisoners of Geography, that's the one. He wrote one about walls, I can't remember what it's called, something about building walls or something. Tim Marshall, good, good author. No, Donald Trump. Oh, Donald Trump. Uh, it was Trump. Tim Marshall, fucking easy mistake to make. Good white boy names, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, so the difference between patriotism and nationalism is patriotism is love for your country with respect for those of others, people, okay. people of other countries. Nationalism. Oh, so no American patriots are patriots. <laughs> nah, they're nationalists. <laughs> right. So nationalism is love for your country with contempt for those of others. So, oh, I've definitely got a tiny bit of nationalism. Scot- bit. Scotland, yeah. uh, you're, you're, you're quite nationalistic uh, in that your contempt is it's all to directed at one other country. Yeah, right? it's not all other countries. Love Ireland, love Wales, uh, don't love Wales, enjoy Wales. Yeah, uh, other countries, but yeah, no, I do. Have, yeah. So, like, oh, the, the, the difference between patriotism and nationalism is largely hinges on whether you're respectful or contemptuous towards people from other bodies. Of... So, most people that say they're patriotic are actually nationalists, yes, so I... uh huh. They hide, they're hiding under the love for their country Aye, but when really their main thing is the contempt for others. Aye. That's very interesting. I didn't know that distinction. And, um, um, yeah. Scot- Scottish National Anthem. Cracking. I like the extra verses in there. The fl- I love this. The, fl- the flower of Scotland. The, the, the flower of Scotland is a nettle. Aye. <laughs> Call the thistle. Aye, but like, if I, fell in, if I fell in those, I would go cry to my mum saying I fell in nettles, mum. Aye, they have. She would be like, I think you're fine. Yeah. That's a thistle. Yeah. I'd be like, mum, man, prick, prickle the fuck with it. Just, <coughs> just sympathy, please. There was no way the flower of Scotland was going to be traditionally beautiful since Scottish people are not traditionally beautiful. I was about to be like, you're talking about my wife. (laughs) Oh, and yours. And your mum. No, like, you get some very good looking Scottish people, but it's, like, you notice them. Like, Uh, they stand out. Like, remember we used to, and and this isn't a great thing, we used to have the term Scotland goggles, right? Which is, you'd be, you'd you'd go up in Scotland and you'd be like, you know what, the women in Scotland are actually fucking beautiful. And by the way, Scotland goggles works for all genders, of course it does, right? Uh, um, girls get it the same as guys but you go up you look like man people up here are quite attractive a, p- a perfectly okay looking person yeah. looks amazing up here they look really really good what? whereas if they were down in fucking Spain or they were over in America or, or, or other parts of the world you'd be like oh oh right you're you're just average what well, was uh, I've got a butcher of Mickey Bartlett line I hate doing this in the comments but Mickey Bartlett was like was, I don't know if he does it everywhere right. or if it was just in Scotland but I saw it in Scotland he was like there's some really good looking people around here there really is but I tell you what man when you guys are ugly you fucking mean it ah <laughs> 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 oh, you do get some fucking you do get some rawers we've not got strong team nay so that's why our th- our our, our Flower was obviously going to be a fucking wee ugly prick. 
Uh, you think it's just a, a self-awareness that you just have like a prick, <laughs> prickly? Well, no, to be it's hard to get rid of. No, I, I, I think it, it's no because it is kind of like it's it, got a color. It's got a little it, bit of color, but it's got like dark color. So you have to yeah. look for the beauty. In it doesn't it. need to be much nutrients in the soil for it to grow. No, it's resilient. <laughs> you know, it's it's always doesn't matter what the weather is. It's going to be there. Like yeah. you know, it's not like you know you still see it during the fucking winter months. Like aye, it's good, and um, I. I'm trying to think what uh, what national anthems apart from the Scottish one, I know that are class. I kind of like the. Fr- I think I like the French one. How does that go? I can't remember. Um, uh-huh. Be careful! We're going to bar us in fucking Germany, mate. <laughs> you better learn the words. <laughs> um, are we going to Paris in January? Oh, didn't I gigging? Aye. Well, I mean, we've not announced it yet, so nobody tell anyone. But... Aye, don't tell Gav. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep this whole podcast from Gav. <laughs> uh, what happened? Is the stuff that we're kind of announced? You know the thing we were talking about the other day? What? Uh, the girls are going to come to... Portugal? No, they're coming to that, but like later on in the year, maybe. Oh, America. Aye, can we talk about that? Oh, well, in the sense that, like, aye, well, we go to America at some point. We don't, we know, oh, October, November-ish. Don't know where yet. The days are being finalised. So it's all just, like, in the speculative phase. Or it's in the, it's in the planning phase. Aye. So that'd be fucking... Maybe we should be, maybe I'll get a text after this, like, from Marlene, and be like, you shouldn't have spoken about that. But, I mean, she never does. And, but like, let's just say, hypothetically, right, at some point, we're going to come to America aye. again. Aye. And then um, we're talking to the girls about coming out. Now, they've always visited when we've been at, like, L.A., or New York or whatever, but we want to give them like a more well, yeah, um, eclectic, eclectic view of America. So like, if we were looking for a bracket, based on my experience in America so far, yeah. if we were looking for a bracket of places for the girls to experience, what would be your dream team? Uh, what, do I have to have any places I get to pick? Three, five? Let, let's pick, I say if they're coming for like a week to ten days, but we're going to try and factor in a few days off as well. Oh, yeah. So in these places, we're going to do the gig, but we're also going to spend some time there. So let's say... Five gigs over ten days. Five gigs over ten days. All right, okay. Uh, Denver and Colorado because so, could that could, could we could be in Colorado? Because you could do days. you could do Denver and Boulder. And Denver and Boulder in two days, and and those are both fucking great. I love. Uh-huh. I always talk about how much I love Colorado. Uh, those would be class. Then also you've got to do. Like they they have they do have to experience Texas. Texas, we've got but to do I, it. But I want them to experience. Well, I wouldn't even If I had to pick one, Austin. Austin, I. But I don't know how much that was just because it was the first place I landed on the tour. And we spent a few days there, so I got to know the place. I didn't spend as much time in Dallas or Houston. Dallas was. I loved. I loved Dallas. And Dallas would be the other one I would stick on there. So for me, it would be Austin and then Dallas. Like, even, even the fucking show, I remember that Dallas show. The Houston show was the one in that blues club where it was a bit fucking weird. And they did, and they just, oh, they played my fucking intro without even telling us there was clearance. Oh, uh, yeah, the House, the House of Blues in Houston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that was there. And that was that was a great gig. And then we went fucking Yeah, and Neil, our tour manager, was just in a bit of a huff with the venue because, uh, like, it was, every gig had been such, so slick and then that one had been a bit tricky, hadn't it? Just for every, every step uh, just of as it. Much. Aye. So that was still a great gig. But the Dallas one was one where I was just like... The Dallas one, the venue reminded me so much of where we played in Munich and the audience was just unreal. Like, I remember being on stage in Dallas and just thinking to myself, I might record a special here. Like, that's how yeah. good a crowd they fucking uh, were. So I'd love them to see that. And, and I, lo- I love the Philly crowd, me. 
Aye. Like Philadelphia, Philadelphia was great as a city. I don't know if I'd put it in the top five to take uh, take the girls. Them fucking cheesesteaks. The cheesesteaks were, were like, meant, and we did abs- no, but like absolutely legitimately lived up to the fucking like how you queue for a fucking hour. Aye. Uh, and it's so I food wise as well. That's another reason to got to go to Texas because like it was a ter- Terry Black's barbecue. I mean, just all the barbecue. Any of the barbecue. And, and like, and they'll disagree. They're like, there's better places than others. But when you come from this country and you experience American barbecue, it so greatly surpasses what we know as barbecue that it's all just godlike to us. Um, I think we should take them to New Orleans if we can. Ah, uh, yeah, New Orleans is definitely because on. we got to witness it without immersing myself in it. Because uh-huh. we had like a four o'clock lobby call or something. We we're walking down the street at like one in the morning, uh-huh. like knowing that we're gonna get picked up any minute. So we couldn't really let loose. I mean, we still did. We got fucking. Ah, we still... got two hours sleep. Ah, <laughs> yeah, nah. Aye, but it was like you know, it just felt a bit like we dipped, we dipped our toe into New Orleans, and we're like, oh, we've got to bring the girls back yeah. here. Normally, I would say normally I would say both LA and New York, but since we've we've done those with the girls, so I'm not so those yeah. Two, yeah. So that that's all. Aye. Not, so that, that's, that's the only what I mean. They're not in. Um, so uh, fucking. <clears throat> Madison. I always loved Madison, Wisconsin. Madison, Wisconsin. Mike Malloy was with us there. Yeah. The the whole we couldn't get in the hotel at the start, and then there was a like the whole entire hotel had a fucking power cut, and then we did the gig, but it was really good. But then we went to the arcade, the barcade afterwards. And oh, was this that. could be any gig. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> but it was the big eight player bark. Remember that big fucking team thing? Yes. Well, the 12 player one where we're all like bees and stuff. Uh-huh. That one, that was Madison, Wisconsin. Right. Class. Because actually, because we're saying our dream team, there's going to be places that like, that are going to slip in there that they might not have went uh, to There's also, by choice. hopefully there's going to be some places that we've not fucking been to. Yeah. Um, Washington... Then, uh, oh, I, I never done Washington. Oh, my, that, you, you were there. The synagogue there. That was a fucking great gig. They were Man. really, really good there. Um, Mind you, I don't really, I, I don't not like Washington as a city, but it's just like compared to like, San Diego. There you go. San Diego, fucking yes. And as an audience, like, and you've still got so much to see in San Diego because you were fucking goosed when we got there. Goose, that's where the Top Gun bar is. That's is the bar where they sing. Oh yeah, that's in that's San Diego. Yeah, we spoke about this. Um, so. I, I fucked off on Balboa Park Aye. on a scooter. Stolen scooter. St- stolen scooter. And um, I didn't get to the zoo. We've spoken about this fairly recently, I feel. Aye, we did. I don't know if it was on the podcast. I just not. Anyway. It probably I, was since that's the only time we talk. Ah, uh, that is true. We did have a big conversation about mental health the other day, though. I was looking oh, for the cameras and I was like, oh, is this recorded, is it? Was <laughs> <laughs> that backstage yet? Yeah, uh, hey, wait a Let's talk about this, right? Hold on. So San Diego put on, and for, if I was to pick a fifth, I'd probably pick Nashville because I think it's a bit more of a spectacle for them. Oh, It's a yeah. bit more of a tourist. Like, I, I feel like that's a good, like, oh, you know, yeah, whis- whiskey bars and there's like yeah, country music Nashville. on. And yeah, and it was fucking weird as shit. Cowboys with their thumbs in their belt loops tapping their heel. <laughs> Wait, else there was definitely other places in the fucking middle. I liked. I just can't remember other places. Oh, Chicago was good. Yeah, I enjoyed Chicago. Chicago, Chicago was the one where like, I would like to give them deep dish pizza and just go look how fucking shit this is, and this is what they all talk about. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the thing with Chicago is it felt stabby. 
It well, felt like Sucky Hall Street. No, but it's not even stabbing me. It's shooty. It's worse. It's worse. It's worse. It, it's rocket launchery and grenade. That was one where we went because it was a Friday night. Aye. You know, we went to go out on a Friday night, and, uh, and we we kind of were like, ah, it's a bit feral. It's a bit feral for like how like we weren't Aye. on that level. We weren't that drunk. And we're like, ah, everyone's on that big night here, yeah, but everyone's like hanging inside bars, and it seemed a little bit like. But Lily, did we not go? A bit of a back, backdrop of sirens and that. Aye. So did we not go in Chicago? I think like we went into the um, arcade bar, and it was just way too busy. We couldn't oh. really like get moved. We like walked to the back of it and see if like there was a bit more space and come back out. And we didn't really stay out. I think. God, you know in that Alex Ferguson documentary that we watched the other day on Amazon Prime that is excellent, and the whole yeah. point of the documentary is him. Like he had a brain aneurysm, and uh, and when he would walk it, he was just immediately like, "I'm not my memories. Like I want to make sure I've got all my memories. Like it was so important to him. Fucking, I'm. I reckon I've lost that. Oh yeah, like <laughs> how? Hold on, but how much like how much are we expected to be able to remember when my life's just such a like fucking like you're picked up from one location and put down in another I know, and you've got to try I, and differentiate and then that's like over the course but, of one tour and then do that I, over 11 we, years I, but had we not had we not been drunk and stoned the whole time I guarantee we would remember way more oh aye I, 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 sometimes you can I, like, I, feel, I feel like people can just relate from forgetting stuff on a night out so if you're like getting drunk and st- um, that said this podcast will be fucking belt for listening back to in years to come you know if you just pick one and I always think about that when you die this will be how I grieve. Or well, just fucking listen to all the jokes that I stepped on. <laughs> it, it'll just stop you from grieving. He'll get an eye glad he's dead. I'll just uh, I'll just sit down there by the river with a bottle of whiskey, just cry, just listen to old podcasts of you absolutely stopping at my jokes while, while Cullen cries beside me, just reading through all the pointless arguments you've both had on our WhatsApp conversations. Oh, man. <laughs> he's like a fuck. He's on a revolving door in a WhatsApp group. Like, he's fucking in and out and in and out. He keeps st- storming out and slamming the door in a WhatsApp group, then coming back in. Like, one more thing. <laughs> <laughs> You can't fire me, I quit. We didn't. We're like, you're like a cat. You come in and out. We just feed you some days. Uh, he, he left, he, st- he st- had an argument with us in a football WhatsApp group, right? Left. And then like two days later, I sent us a DM that if I measured it with a tape measure, it would have been about a yard long with no punctuation. <laughs> just to make sure that we're cool in real life. Which is good. It is good. It was good. I really felt for him because I was like, to me, that was just a petty argument in the WhatsApp group. I was, I was being pretty vocal about him, though. I was being pretty vocal about how much of a cunt I thought he was being. Because uh, I was like, fucking... Because I was like, he, ta- he taxed you like a troll. He taxed you like a Twitter troll. You take... Where, to, nah, this, is the, this is where you be different from this. You... You cannot say somebody's tone in text is anything. There is no tone in text. Any tone you take... Like... It's implied. Like, any tone you take, you chose to take it that way. Yeah. Like, oh, it's... I don't get it wrong. Like, you can read things wrong, and, and sometimes the tone that you guess is correct, but... So he'll come out of vitriolic, and I'll go back out of vitriolic, and it's like... And it just feels like there's no respect going in either direction. Why would so there be? You're both it, arguing about fucking football. It, may, it makes stuff a bit humorless and a bit more personal. Hmm. Um, so I that's when me and Ellie used to argue like before, I, like I, before we both became much bigger stoners and stopped caring I can't say I think he's like a keyboard warrior because like there's no way that he'd say the fucking words that I said, said there like he absolutely person. would say it to your face just, and then you'd hear the tone he was actually saying it in and you'd be less angry no, maybe 
Oh, Maybe, yeah. but uh, he, he does have a problem. He now he's identified that he's got a problem with that because he's hitting he's hitting nerves with so many people. Because the thing is, like, I'm looking for the jokes in it. And I don't see any. I'm like, this isn't even bad. Oh, but you know, but obviously, you don't see the jokes in it when you don't have a sense of humor in the situation. Like, you just show me <laughs> if I'm in a bad mood, you show me Bull Burnham. I'm not laughing for the entire fucking thing. Uh, um, so I sent us a big long message and all that. I was like, I come in. I saw I saw him the day, and I was like, I've come to collect me. I, th- I think that went up properly during a. Lockdown. Just the amount of the amount of the amount of apologies in the world that just went out. Because I imagine so many people were short with this other people who only apologized once a year for like ten years went up to like fucking fifty a month. Like just because ev- because like everyone's been in this well, it's what depends on in the world where where you are in the world. But because of the fucking pressure of the last fucking year and a half of lockdown, of being locked in, of people just fucking snapping and as all been as we've said, being much more open about mental health problems uh-huh. and stuff, I think the amount of the apologies in the world has absolutely increased. Yeah, every everyone's skin got thinner. Aye, everyone's th- everyone's skin got thinner, but I'd also think empathy got a little bit higher. Yeah. Because uh, I think so many people came off social media for prolonged periods of time because they were like, "This is not going to help with anything." Yeah, I. And I mean, I feel like if 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 you're spending a lot of time on social media in the current climate, like right. you're gonna you're gonna be in a bad headspace. Well, so it's also the it's, it's the reason why social media and that includes fucking WhatsApp. It, like all of these are very very. They're convenient ways to communicate with people, but they're terrible ways to communicate with people because, like, a lot of it's body language and tone. Ninety percent of conversation is in fucking yeah. facial expressions, man. So you're beside each other, and and you know what each other fucking say. Like, it's so crucial to how we communicate and how we develop conversations. Like, you have to be able to Aye. see someone to talk. Otherwise, you're just fucking, you know, guessing. It's uh, and like it's like, the reason people are cunts online is because we cannot see each other's faces, right? If I'm sat with you right now, right, and we're having an argument about something, right, and I go, "You're a fucking piece of shit," right? Even if it's just like a micro expression, even if you just see me to get be disheartened and drop it, you change your tone. Yeah, this is. But, just but if I, if I if I'm behind a screen and I compose myself and call you something back, you'll just come back twice as hard. And there's and because uh, we're not seeing any of this in the face, and we're not hearing any of the fucking you know the straining in the fucking tone or 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 being, because we're looking at each other being like oh you're not arguing with me about this you're arguing with me because things are uh, bad over here and now i get it and because i'm with you i can empathize i can look at the situation you're in and i remember that we've had a conversation before this about how your mum's sick or you're worried about finance or yeah. fucking whatever all of that comes in face-to-face conversation and then you're in fucking whatsapp and it's just you don't know it is uh, as well like i shouldn't have bet i will call him because i've been sat here when i when i was living with him for three months right i, I would be sat here and i'd be in a whatsapp group watching him arguing blind with matty right? right and i'd see it dawn on him that he's wrong and he'd be like oh fuck i oh, i didn't even think about that oh, yeah. and then i look at my phone and he's still fighting his corner <laughs> And I'm like, this is driving Matty insane because he knows you're wrong. Uh, and he, like doesn't know, he doesn't know that you know that you're wrong. <laughs> but you're still gone because you can't see a face and just go, like, and that, that I can see for Matty. I'm like, that's really t- time consuming for him. That's uh, taking energy. And Alatex has come again. Actually, I've been a dick. I went in too hard about something I knew nothing about. <laughs> but also, you can, I bet then also the responsibility is on the other side. You can't get annoyed if you, can't get annoyed if you don't let people annoy you. Uh, Sorry. I said while being annoying. <laughs> while scrunching the Velcro into the mic on a podcast. I'm just a fidget. <laughs> um, and until they come out with a silent fidget spinner, so there's nothing I can do. Did you buy a fidget spinner? No. 
I played with plenty. Like whenever somebody else had one, I'd be like, oh, let's put it. Whatever. Hammy, because you know Hammy. He's a big fucking nerd. He had like really, really good like fucking metal ones that he'd found on the internet because he knows the best like corners of the internet to find niche little fucking things. I just remember being stoned at his and just like, I get it. Like, if I was. It's twiddling your thumbs. Aye. It's just mechanized twiddling your thumbs. Uh, I I used to like having a yo yo with a clutch. There's a big phase where they oh, come out. Oh, where you can do the fucking and, tricks with it. And you like you, you whap it down and it keeps spinning at the bottom. Aye. I used to have one of them when I was a kid. I think the best I ever got to was I could do the... Cat's cradle. Yeah. yeah. That's, is that what it's the triangle? You make a triangle and they swing it through. Just need to make sure it's still spinning. God, that was cool. Walk the dog. You could do walk the dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could do a... We could do Pokemon, but that was just... We'd spin it and then just throw it at each other. <laughs> What are that like things? What like fad things? Obviously, the Tamagotchi pet. Pokemon cards. Pokemon po- cards. Pokemon cards. Oh, we've got stickers. We've got Euro stickers. We do. Huh? They they've they've been like the omnipresent thing. Uh, of like a carry around with you. Do you mind in that we about the about this about the other day? But do you remember the back in the days, pogs when you could win prizes in crisps, mm-hmm. and when you just get your fucking prizes cereal. in cereal boxes, man. Like, I know people died, but come on. Did people choke on them? Like, Probably. That happened, I, I, like, that, it must be. That must be the only thing that happened. Why, else, like, would they, even why if, else would they take that joy away? Uh, even if it, like, passed the standard, it would probably get, like, pulled on the single-use plastic type thing now, wouldn't it? Like, there would be another reason to not do it. There's probably a multitude of reasons. Putting plastic in with your food. I don't know. Like, I, like, I, would, I, I would still put them in. <laughs> I, well, I, I remember I remember during the 1998 World Cup right there was in Pakistan, of fucking Walker's Christmas whichever ones there was little fucking football shields and mm-hmm. it was just the 11 from the starting 11 from each fucking team and it was only in like 1 in 20 crisp packets so it was it wasn't common but it would be a genuine like fucking Willy Wonka's golden ticket thing I'm like yeah. oh fucking hell and you, don't, you know this is in the days before fucking Amazon private stuff so you, you've literally gone to the fucking corner shop yourself I remember the two little old ladies just used to work there would be in there buying fucking monster much every every for like fucking 15p god I sound old <laughs> Oh god, I'm gonna have to stop. I'm not even like reminiscing. I've just, I've just hurt myself, and I'm like, who do I recognise this? I'm like, oh, this is the stand-up I hated when I was 18. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just doing the stand-up. I fuck all these fucking old cunts. What, what, what was it I used to get in the cereal? It was like I remember the Kellogg's. You would get reflectors that you put on your bike. The, 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 the one point there was Pogs and crisps, man. Uh, um, can, can you remember the uh, the more tantric click the tokens and you sellotape the tokens to the coupon? So you get like a cereal and you get like the coupon on it and there's tokens on the back. You see the Weetabix, right? Yeah. And you get like the two of the tokens, but then the next time you get a box of like of Weetabix, right. you get the tokens of that one as well and put them in. And you get like kind of bigger prizes like oh. that you wouldn't normally get with the Kellogg's. It was um, it was like these cars, like they were like kind of classic cars or like old tea trucks from the 50s and stuff. But they were like models. I do, like, well, I do remember having to send away for stuff occasionally, but I don't know if I remember I think, I think Tetley's did it. They had all, you know, like the the Tetley's characters. Aye, they what did. What they Stanley and Sid and that. Aye, and they were all like on fucking keychains or stuff. Aye, like kind of like pl- plasticky rubber type way. I guess the only thing that's like that nowadays is like the fucking... Uh, compare the Meerkat fucking dolls that you get from an insurance company. Aye, is, is that like, is that merch? Are they not just selling them? Or is that like free with the, you've got to redeem it? 
I don't know, but that's a really, really bad sign of fucking capitalism when, like, your infant child that should not know what taxes is is asking for the max, the mascot of an advert for insurance. For insurance, like, <laughs> this, this, like that's just horrible peak level capitalism. Mm. We need to burn it. Like, if you have bought your child that fucking meerkat, obviously in your head you think that's good painting, they're happy, but that's not a good sign of the times that we're living in. Nah, and you know when we talk about, um, we've had this conversation on and off the podcast throughout the like last six It'd be years. Like having so. fucking Ronald it, McDonald on your chemo bag, man. It's like, why is this sponsored? Like this, uh, should, this, uh, thing, this shouldn't be fucking crossover. Uh, the, so the thing about um, what I would do now that is going to be looked back at as abhorrent when when we're a few, like a, a generation ahead, like you look back and go, oh my god, they used to hit children, right? I think. Oh my uh, god, they used to send children to work. You look at that. I think we'll be going. Oh my god, we used to advertise to children. Aye. Like that is something where we're like, no, we used to influence tiny minds to get them to well, nag we'll... their parents to spend money. Aye. Fuck off. I agree. That we should get there, but we won't because those kids will just grow up and be absolutely fine with it, and we'll all eventually the opposite will happen. We'll all just not see anything morally wrong with it in the future mm-hmm. because you know when they go like, "Oh, my dad used to hit me, and I've turned out all right." No, you don't. You, you know that stuff. You, you're like, "No, you're booing someone taking the knee. You're an angry man. Right. Also, you grew up angry." My my parents hit me, and I turned out absolutely fine. No, you didn't. You think it's okay to hit kids? <laughs> <laughs> like your existence is proof. That it doesn't work well. Um, what was I saying? Um, so my, if you want to backtrack, my point was about the advertising to children. Oh, and yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah, things that we think are going to be fucking look back and find upon in the future. Man, the internet. Mm-hmm. So watch the social media in general. Or the yeah, so yeah, abs- absolutely fucking lovely. There will be a point in the future where we'll just be like, man, we... Like, should not have allowed people that much fucking freedom. The anonymity. They never, yeah. nobody should have ever been allowed that much anonymity. Nobody uh, should be allowed to be that vulnerable to... Aye. Uh, like, like it, how we communicate with each other. Like, there was no... like the, There's no way we should have been allowed to just directly communicate with each other with and just say whatever the fuck we like. That should never have been allowed. Like, of course it shouldn't have. That truth uh, is insane. I was talking with uh, Mark Nelson a couple of podcasts back about when uh, there's a lot of eyes on you once, there's a primal thing that kicks in that makes you feel like that you're going to be attacked and going to become food, and that's why a lot of people are scared of public speaking because yeah. the primal part of you is kicking in and being in the, under the judgment, the collective judgment of that many of uh, your peers. Like... Like you're in trouble if there's that many eyes on you. Um, social media does that here, but without the eyes, like yeah, you're still you're still getting the judgment of many people mm. every time you put something out there. Aye. That that's that's like showing your throat. Aye, and and they just get to be fucking anonymous with their fucking attacks. Aye, there should never be a direct line and a stranger's inbox. No, where no. you can say anything and it can't get traced no. back to you. No, you, man, you, should, you shouldn't be allowed to anonymously say something to anyone, except politicians. Like, I understand, I think death threats are important, but everyone a politician gets, fair enough. Mm. Well, I, not every politician, that's not true. I just, uh, the thing with politicians is the, the best people aren't doing it because if you want to be a politician, you're going to be a treacherous one. Aye. I think you should be like Judy Dewey. Aye. And you just think, oh, I've got to, oh, fuck. I'm a Chancellor of the Exchequer. I don't even know what that means. I'm going to have to Google it. I think I've got to do the budget. (laughs) This is going to be lit. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, because I think at that point, like, here's what would actually happen, right? If any of us were to find out that we're going to be Chancellor of the Exchequer next year, I'm going to be like, man, I'm going to have to ask some experts what to do here. And no politician has ever done that. Me as a member of the public, like, I'm going to be going, like, I'm going to, oh, God, like, I am... I'm going to have to ask like a bunch of people. I'm probably going to get a team together for this. Um, it's not just, hey, I went to school with him and now he's uh, him. Huh? Huh? I like that uh, Matt Hancock guy. Like, he doesn't have a clue what he's doing. Like, oh. you can just see, you can see by his demeanour that he's fucking chancing it. Oh, and he just gets away with it, man. I don't understand how he's... He's like Mike Ashley for me in the sense. I'm like, I don't know how you're able to go out in public at all. I like, do you have to be a psychopath? But, like, how do you not... Are you, are you not as hated as I think you're hated? Like, Matt Hancock uh, can yeah, just it, go out to a pub and not and nothing goes wrong all the time. And in his circles, is he surrounded by people who are just telling him he's great and that? Is he, like, is he... Like, because Mike, Mike Ashley probably is. He's probably surrounded by a bunch of fucking guys like the Weatherspoons man. Ah, you know, he's, he's probably it, like surrounded by this inner circle that like fucking are, have got some kind of string on his money and he's got some level of power over them. So he probably walks through his life thinking he's class, ah, even yeah. though like there's a whole fucking city of people who fucking hate him. Ah, right. That, yeah, and, he, he doesn't and, care and, and everybody like, else who there. knows what he's like by proxy and anybody who knows the way he tra- treats his staff and ah, sports yeah. direct and all that, right? Like everyone hates him. But in his bubble, he's ah, he's a sound guy. I bet, I bet he sees himself as the fucking King Dingling. He's got a, he's, he's got billions. Aye. People around him want a piece of it. Or Has he think... got billions? Aye. Billions? Aye. Mike Ashley's got he's billions. He's a billionaire, aye. God, that's way worse for you. So I, I thought the exciting thing was if you were getting taken over, uh, that it was the fact that you were, billionaires were coming in. I didn't realise it was just billionaires who were willing to spend their money. Mm. Um, and look, hey, mate, I know, I know it's very anti-football. But as somebody who supports a team owned by an evil billionaire, it's fucking class. I bet it is. Aye. Oh man, do you know what? Do you know how many? Do you know how many Champions Leagues we've won? Do you know how many European trophies we've won in the last ten years? Oh god, look, yeah, we're racist. Because I'm a bit older than you. I watched Chelsea the 10 years before that and it wasn't looking great. Uh, <laughs> you know, not... he's had a couple of good footballers, Zola, Violi, like, he's well, all right. I've watched all the highlight reels. Uh, you've done your history lessons. Uh, um, I'm not going to pretend I was there for them. It's, it's so funny how, like, I, I, I will get on my fucking high horse about moral virtue and all that, but it's so funny when it comes to football, like, I, I can blink on myself. Aye. Uh-huh. Like, the, the World Cup in Qatar, I, I understand there's bloodshed to make them oh, stadiums. Oh yeah, like there's uh, yeah. Not only is there bloodshed to make the stadiums, but and at no point should Qatar ever have hosted the World Cup since it's not a footballing country. There's slavery involved. Aye, aye. There's people had their passports revoked so they get, they have to work to live. Aye, literal slave labour. People like the, I think it's like an average of four people died per stadium. Like fucking. Do, made. do you know the lie about the temperature? Aye, because so, like, if it's over 50 if it's over degrees, 50 you're not allowed to work aye. so it's never been it's never been above 49 yeah 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 and that's on the news because the government on the news there as well like aye it's am I going to miss a kick of the ball at the World Cup no <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck I can't wait to the stickers <laughs> what, the fuck? what the fuck is that aye. why can't we just go nah we're not watching the one in Qatar uh, I mean, we, we absolutely. We're equipped sh- with enough information. Tell you what, tell you what, Scotland don't qualify. I certainly won't. I'll, ha- I'll you all... still will. <laughs> no, maybe I won't. Maybe that'll be. <laughs> Listen, to me. Daniel, it's gonna be over the Christmas. <laughs> Why? 
it's gonna be in the festive period. Like, you know what? If the boycott got out ahead of steam, I'd fucking jump on the cart. I'd bandwagonism it. I but would, I'm not going to be the only one quietly missing it on the World Cup. The, the, uh, no, no, man, I would, I, I would be the same as you. But I'm also, man, I'm happy. I'm, I would, I would have the shirts. I'd be like boycott the World Cup. I'm still watching every kick of the fucking ball. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm placing bets. Mm. And like, I, I've got, I'd have to do it on like a different account though, so people didn't know. Uh, you're on the betting account knowing that millions of fucking lives are ruined because of gambling uh, on your phone that you know was fucking made in a in a, in a factory with suicide nets. And you're like, and yeah, better aware. This is all so evil and I'm very much against it. And you're like, how the fuck do I even navigate morally through this world? Mm. Right, I, I understand that the world is impossible to navigate through morally. You can do your best in the issue. You say it around, vegans, etc. Right, but even the escapism... Mm. Is is it immoral? That's how I escape from the world. <laughs> Aye, and well, well, man, just lie about it. Just fucking, we'll, we'll, we'll watch it. It's it's not our fault, man. It's like it's it's like people that fucking complain about people that do coke and they go, oh, you know, the amount of oh vegans that do coke, mm. right? Uh, you know, you you're fine with uh, you're not fine with what goes on with animals, but you're fine with fucking you know the amount of people that die in the coke trade. It's like, look, I would do legal coke. If it was available, right? The reason the coke trade is as bad as it is isn't my fucking fault, and I'd bear no responsibility for Aye. it. Like it could be made if you were to legalize it and regulate it, all of that would fucking stop. You didn't. It's like piracy, right? You're never going to stop piracy. I want this movie. How are you going to get it to me? We're not. Right? I'll get it myself. You're never going to stop these things happening. You have to learn to like work with them uh-huh. to profit off of it, or. Yeah, make make it so that there's a justifiable way, that, like a, a way that you can do can't it above board. It's, like all these things, you should be able to do above board. Make it legal, or I'll find an illegal way to do it, and yeah. that's just the rules for most of the population. Yeah, and I mean they've done it with smoking and gambling. Like these are things that should make money should, off of the These are these are things that shouldn't really be legal, as far as like the way drugs aren't legal. Uh-huh. They should be in the same bracket. Uh, well, no, we've got to have our freedoms, man. But I, like, there should no, just I'm, be more care. I want more. Fr- I'm, I'm on your side. I want more freedoms. I more think they freedoms. Should re- they should regulate a lot of it. More freedoms with more aftercare, because again, that's what healthcare should be. And we're, the, going, I, we're going too socialist at this point. And, uh, and all the taxes from the drug trade would be fucking. It would. It would be able to sort out people that were having problems. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what. Man, look, we let's just go fucking jerk each other off with our lip, lip tart tears. Uh, well, watching the World Cup in guitar. <laughs> <laughs> look, we're all we're all hypocrites. That's what I'm getting at. But you, the most. All of all of us, me and you. I mean, <laughs> I'm not talking to the listeners. <laughs> They're fine. Maybe we're there. We're, we're like the evil the evil thing that they listen to. Oh, what would be the unethical uh, thing about listening to Muggins and Cream? Two fucking two two more white men with a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, at yeah, no point, yeah, well done, propping up diversity, guys. Oh, uh, yeah. At no point should we have a platform, like let alone one that people pay oh, to listen to. Hold on, can I talk about this? Um, Marlena, our agent, Gareth War's agent, mm-hmm. put Gareth War up for. Uh, I don't know if we can tell this one. Can we not? No. Why? I just don't think we can. Okay, somebody else's agent. No. Put it... <laughs> um, she claimed his ethnicity was Scottish on a thing. Aye. <laughs> I 
And that's as far as we'll that's go. That's as far as we're going to go. Right. Yeah, but but I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm not I'm not being Marlena. <laughs> You're Scottish <laughs> and ginger. Aye. Um, anyway, that's diver- that is diversity. Your dad shoves his hand up his own ass to use himself as a puppet to have the courage to ask your mum for two sugars in his tea. <laughs> <laughs> your your dad booed the people that were booing the players taking the knee, but I'm not going to lie, it just sounded like he was joining in. <laughs> <laughs> your dad saw some neighbours growing their hair out long and then cutting it for kids going through chemo, and your dad was so inspired, and he's now growing out his toenails as long as he can. <laughs> To donate the cancer kids. Aye. Wow, Dad. Uh, your... I don't think he gets it. No, nah, he doesn't. Definitely doesn't. I don't even think your toenails fall off when you have chemo. I don't know. I don't know. I've not, like, honestly, never checked. <laughs> but next time I see someone in a bandana, I'm going to fucking right. wrestle off the socks. <laughs> your, your dad gaslit me into thinking I was leading him on because I was constantly staring open-mouthed at his crotch. <laughs> Your dad mutes the news when a woman's doing it. <laughs> Your dad said he hoovered the entire house, but all he really did was stand on the rumour with a cup of coffee. <laughs> Roomba. I um, left out the bait, didn't I? No, it's fine. Roomba. Roomba. Your dad is toxic to the postman. <laughs> I shook your dad's hand once and he tapped out. Your dad measures the depth of the bath with his erection, and that's why you trained to be a lifeguard. <laughs> <laughs> Your dad climbed into a marigold rubber glove with his arms and his legs and the fingers and his cock and the thumb, and he did all of the dishes in the bathtub <laughs> while checking the depth. Uh, that was a podcast. Uh, it was. And um, Thursday's episode is going to be you and Colin. Aye. Yep. So, and don't worry, listeners, we'll not be listening to his side of the argument because nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> no one has ever cared. No one reads his messages. They're too long. All right, bye. Bye.